Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Today, praise the Lord. Let's go over to our opening scriptures today when we're talking about vision. Let's go on over to Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29. And we're going to let the Lord speak through us today. And uh, let's look at this again. Proverbs 29, 18 says, For where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Amen. Isn't that good? People that have vision, they're happy people. Amen. And it's important that you see beyond your circumstances, and you're going to be a much happier person if you can do that. Amen. You know, you want to see beyond where you're at, you know. I remember I uh, listened to a, a counselor, you know, or got, someone was telling me about a counselor that they had, and they were talking about how they were, you have to be careful about painting themselves into a corner, you know. And you kind of see that visually, you know, painting, and there's just a little box in a corner, you know. And people have to be careful with that. You know, because they get to looking with their physical eyes and they paint themselves in a corner, you know, and you need to see beyond that. You need to see yourself doing things way beyond yourself being painted into a corner. Amen. God's got way bigger plans for you, way bigger dreams for you, but you've got to be able to see it. Amen. You got to see it with your spirit. And it's important that you do that. You know, you create that picture on the inside and let God's vision be bigger and bigger inside of you. Amen. Prospering in your soul. That thing that he's given to you, feeding it, making it bigger on the inside of you. You say, well, how do you do that, Jeremiah? Well, you know, I remember uh, when I was uh, going to wanting to go to Ramah, I'll never forget, you know, I'd take my breaks and I'd go outside and I'd pull out the Ramah manual, you know. And it had all the information about going to Ramah and everything like that, you know. If you don't know what Ramah is, it's a Bible school, you know, where Brother Hagen used to teach at. And uh, when I went there, he was actually there. It was wonderful. But, uh, you know, I would get, ex- I would sit there and I'd get it on the inside of me, you know, creating that picture, you know. And you need to create that picture on the inside of it. Keep feeding with a vision that God's put in your heart, amen. Make sure that you're feeding it on the inside. Goeth said it like this, things which matter most should never be at the mercy of things which matter least. Wow, that's powerful to think about, isn't it? You know, we should never let the things that are of God be more, that are way more important than the other things that are going on in your life be subject to the things in your life, amen. You have to be careful about that. It's very easy in this world, you know, trying to meet a need and take care of your family and all those types of things and start pushing down and and, you know, pushing down what God's put in your heart and pressing it down like it's not important. You know, you have to make sure that you keep that thing alive in the inside of you. Amen. Stirring that thing up inside of you. And so God can fulfill what he's trying to do in your life. Amen. And we also talked about that Jesus tasks are easy in their light. So, you know, if it's a task that's not easy in light, it's how you're seeing it. You know, God's grace will help you fulfill anything that's in, that he's given you. And it may be large to you, you know, but he's going to give you the grace to do it. Amen. To fulfill that purpose. And it's, so it's easy and it's light for you. Amen. Because he's going to help you. He's going to make sure it comes to pass in your life. Praise the Lord. Stephen Covey said this. He said, anything less than a conscious commitment to the, um, the important is an unconscious commitment to the unimportant. You know, and it's important that we have a conscious commitment. You know, we're thinking about it. You know, this isn't something we just put on the shelf, you know, and hope one day it's going to come to pass. No, you know, and, you know, some people may just write it down and they just forget about it, you know, but it's important that you're creating that picture on the inside of you. Amen. You're working on that picture every day. You know, if it means listening to messages that encourage you to go that way, if it means, you know, getting that something that represents that, you know, let's say it's like a, 
Uh, I always say you want to work in a business, you know, maybe you go look at some businesses, you know, you're getting that vision on the inside of you. If you're wanting a big house, you know, you're going to look at big houses, get that vision on the inside of you. Make sure you're seeing it on the inside of you. If you can't see it, you know, you're not going to get it. You got to have a picture on the inside of you. Praise the Lord. Miles Monroe said it like this. I don't know if you know who Miles Monroe, one of the greatest ministers I think that ever walked this planet. Praise the Lord. He said it like this. He said, the poorest person in the world is a person without a dream. Wow. That's powerful to think about that. You know, that's why people are living in dumpsters. That's why people are living on, you know, on the alleyways, you know, and they're, they, they don't even care about life or care what happens to them is because they don't have a dream. You know, you've got to have a dream. You've got to see yourself doing something mighty, praise the Lord for the Lord, amen, but you've got to see beyond your circumstances, amen. You know, you may be there for right now, but if you can see it, you can get to where you need to go, praise the Lord. Miles Monroe also said, eyes that look are common, but eyes that see are rare, amen. There's not, there's a lot of people that see with their natural eyes, boy, they talk about it too, you know, if you get around them, they'll talk about all the things going on in the world and you know, the latest movie and TV program, you know, praise the Lord, which is, that's okay. But if that's all that's coming out of you, you know, and after a while, there's no dream, you know, you, you need to get yourself a dream, get yourself a vision for God. Amen. And fulfill what God has for you. Second Corinthians five, seven says like this, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. So we're not to walk by just what we see. We're supposed to be walking by what we see in our spirit. Amen. What are you seeing in your spirit today? What are you looking at? Praise the Lord. You know, you need to be looking with your spirit, not just your natural eyes. You know, there's a whole nother world out there. If you can see with your spirit, amen. There's a whole nother dream that you can be, you know, it's exciting to talk to some people. They're getting a lot older, you know, and they, they, they see heaven, you know, they got a vision for heaven. They're like, woo, you know, <laughs> they're excited about it. They see it, you know, they're pumped up about it. They see it. They're like, oh, I can see myself going down the great streets of gold, praise the Lord, amen. Well, you know, you also need to have that type of vision about being here. You're still on this planet, and you're still here for a reason, and so it's important you still see it on the inside today. What can I do today to be a blessing, amen? Bring somebody with me, amen. you got to see it, praise the Lord. If you're still here, God still has a reason for you to be here. Proverbs 29, 13 says it like this, The poor person and his oppressor have this in common. The Lord gave them eyes, both of, eyes to both of them. That's a powerful scripture, you know, because he's saying that the poor person and the rich person, they both see with their eyes something, and that's what they became, what they're seeing, you know? What are you seeing today? That's what you're becoming, amen? That's what's what's happening to you, or all whatever you're looking at, that's what's causing your life to be like it is. Do you see yourself whole if you're needing healing? Do you see yourself well? Do you see yourself prospering? Do you see yourself fulfilling that dream? How do you see yourself today? You know, that has a lot to do with getting excited in the morning. That should be where your joy is, you know, walking with the Lord in the morning and fulfilling his purpose. Amen. Bible says we're laborers together with him. You know, you think about that. You get up in the morning, get to enjoy God talking to you about it, you know. And believe you me, when you're doing a vision and you're doing something for God that he's asked you to do and you're going along that path, he talks to you a lot, you know, because he likes what you're doing. Praise the Lord. And you say, well, I'm not hearing God today. Well, it's probably because you're not doing what he asked you to do, you know. Think about that, you know. I believe when Noah was building that ark, 
uh, all kinds of things he was talking to Noah about. I believe he had a lot on a, a lot. To, Noah could do that because he God was building his faith and he was talking to him. I believe that, you know. And you think about that with your vision. You know, you can get closer to God if you're doing what He's asking you to do. That's powerful to think about. Well, let's look at our definition here for vision. A vision is this. It says our definition is seeing with your spirit what God sees about your future. Wow, that's powerful to think about. You know, it's it's seeing. What God has already done for you, Amen. He because He finishes things before He starts, you know. So He, you can see with that end result, you can see what God's wanting you to do, and then you know you're supposed to work the path to get there. Praise the Lord, and He'll lead and guide you on that path and help you. But you're supposed to start working that path, Amen. You know, it's seeing the finished thing, seeing what God has put in your heart, the end result, Amen. We said it like this, you know, it's like taking a tree, you know, it's finished and stuffing it back into a seed. <laughs> Think about that. It, it already knows what it's going to become. Amen. It's a finished thing. Once you put it in the ground, it's going to become what it was created to do, you know, and that's like you, you have a finished product. You're a finished, you have a finished uh, end, an expected end that God has for you. He said that to Jeremiah, says, I have an expected end for you. Why? Because he created Jeremiah and he, and he put the purpose within him of what he was going to be. Amen. And you should see what God's purpose on the inside of you. It's important that you see it. Amen. Within your spirit. And we also said, notice it's a function of the heart and of your spirit seeing your future. It's a function of your spiritual eyes, not your physical eyes. It's your spiritual eyes. Amen. Seeing beyond now, you know, not just looking at now, but seeing beyond now where, where you're going to go and what you're going to become. Praise the Lord. It's seeing what you and your family will become. What, what is it? What's going to happen with you and your family? What are you seeing? Amen. You know, it's important that you're seeing it where you need to go praise the Lord. And he's put that within you. Amen. He's put dreams within you and you need to see it. Praise the Lord. Just to recap of last week, we talked about the gifts and callings of God that don't change in his mind. He, he, God doesn't change his mind about his gifts and callings about you. And you know, they're, they're not something you just walk away from. He doesn't change them. He has the same result for every one of us, praise the Lord. You know, I was talking to you about, I remember I've seen some ministers on TV, you know, and they were going the right way, doing some great things, you know, then they had a fall, you know, then I seen them again, they're back on TV and doing the same thing. Well, why are they back on TV doing the same thing? That's because that's what God's called them to do, and they're going to fulfill what God's called them to do. Sure, everybody's had challenges, and sure, everybody's went through all kinds of things. You know, some are more glorified than others, you know, but that doesn't mean your purpose has changed. That doesn't mean God's plan for your life has changed. You know, you still want to fulfill what God has put on your life and your purpose that he's given to you. He hasn't changed his mind about it, amen? He said his gifts and callings, he doesn't change his mind about it, amen? If you want to hear that message, you can go back and listen to last week's message, praise the Lord. Today we're going to be talking about God's vision for the year. <laughs> this is going to be good, praise the Lord. Get you something to write with, get you something there to write down some of these things. It's going to be great, praise the Lord. We're going to start off today. We're going to read the uh, prophecy from uh, Jerry Seville, which he's called to the prophet's office now. God set him apart for to be a prophet now. And uh, he kind of gives he gives him a, a, a prophecy for each year, sometimes around uh, October and September, uh, the year prior to the year that's coming up. And we're going to look at what the Lord said to him coming into this year. And I've heard other people kind of going along this line. So it's kind of interesting, praise the Lord, with their prophecy. So we're going to look at this one today because that's the one I feel led to look at today. Let's look at it. October the 3rd and the 20th in Crowley, Texas. This is what recently he said. He said, a new era has begun and more and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. 
For those who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth, and they'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow, that's what they'll see. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. A little longer will their enemy have the upper hand, for my spirit is moving and an outpouring of my power is coming upon the land. My triumphant victories will mark this new era. It's what I've planned, so rest in me. Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what's going in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? So stay with my word. It's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass, and great things will I do. Isn't that good? And then uh, October the 7th, 2020, he had another part of this prophecy that he was that he put out. He said, yes, a new era is here. It's already begun, and I've planned marvelous things for you in 2021. Abundant overflow is the order of the day, so rest assured it's on its way. Your adversary can't stop what I've already decreed, so stay in faith and get ready to receive. Allow no one to discourage you by what they say. Keep looking to me, and I'll have my way. And he said here in October the 8th, another part of this prophecy is to tell my people they'll need to remain strong and stay close to me so they'll not be deceived by their enemy. His attacks will be intensified and he'll try to prevail, but my power is greater and it shall not fail. Fear not, nor be fretful over whatever shall come. The battle is mine, and I've already won. Contrary to what you'll see and what you shall hear, 2021 will be a great year. A year of abundance and overflow. That's my plan, and it shall be so. Wow, that's good, isn't it? And he had a little part to this again on uh, October 11th. He said, this is your theme for 2021, abundant overflow. And it's already begun. Wow, that's powerful to think about, isn't it? So God's theme for this year is abundant overflow. Amen. He wants you to abundantly overflow in your life. You say, well, what's that mean? Well, he wants you to overflow in every area of your life. Amen. He's telling you right there in that prophecy, he wants you to overflow in every area of your life. You say, well, why is that important? Well, so I can you can be a blessing to someone else. Amen. If you're full and overflowing, that extra, you can be a blessing to someone else. Amen. I was talking to a brother last night about this. You know, it's like if you have extra, it's easy to be a blessing to someone else. Amen. If you have more than what you need, you can be a blessing to anybody around you easily. Praise the Lord. And God wants to do that this year. He wants you to overflow. That's his character. That's his way. That's the way he does things. Praise the Lord. So we're talking about abundant overflow today. Praise the Lord. Maybe you're saying why? Well, let's look over to turn over to Joshua. Let's look at the first chapter of Joshua. Joshua 1. In Joshua 1, he says it like this. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of David, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. <laughs> I like that. I don't know why it just strikes me every time I read that. You know, you think about, well, 
Moses is dead. Now I need you to do something. Praise the Lord. Amen. He didn't sit there and talk about Moses for a long time, you know, and he's looking more forward to the future. God's like that. You know, he's always looking forward. Amen. He's always wanting to fulfill what he's trying to do in the earth. You know, he knows that people are going to last a certain period of time. They're there where it's appointed man wants to die on this earth. You know, he knows how far they're going to go and how long they're going to be, you know, and he, he just picks up right where one left off, leaves off, you know, and he, he did that with Moses here. He says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. You know, he's like, Moses didn't do it, so we're going to fulfill this vision. He's, so he preached the vision within him, you know, within Joshua. He's like, hey, this is our vision. We're going to go over here. We're going to go over and take this land, you know. He, he looks right at Joshua, and he's like, hey, this, let's get it done. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then the third verse, he says, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses, uh, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, uh, the river of Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward uh, the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Wow. Think about that. The fifth verse, he says, There... Uh, shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. I believe he's saying that to somebody today. You know, he's not going to fail you. He's not going to forsake you, especially if you're doing what he's asking you to do. He's not going to fail you. He's not going to forsake you. You know, you just got to believe. Amen. That's all you have to do is just believe he's going to do it and just do what he tells you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's the way God is. You know, if you just do what he asks, stuff gets done. Praise the Lord. His power's there. He's there. All of heaven to help you is there. But you've, you've got to just do it. Praise the Lord. Let him do it. Praise the Lord. And he won't fail thee and he won't forsake thee. The sixth verse says, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance of a land which I swear unto thy fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Uh, turn not from it from the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. The, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but be thou but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Wow. Notice God gave him a vision, and he's like, we need to develop the picture. He says, start meditating. Get the picture on the inside, praise the Lord, of what I'm trying to tell you to do, praise the Lord. You know, God gives us a vision, every one of us. You know, and he speaks to us and shows us things, you know, and he gives, he tells us what he wants us to do, but it's important to us to get the picture. Amen. We got to see it on the inside, you know, and it's a very important that you're developing that picture on the inside, taking the time, amen, and developing the picture. I remember recently I was listening to a minister and he's talking about he was believing God for an airplane. So he, he had a model built of the airplane, pictures of the airplane, went toward, toward the shop of where the airplane was being built, you know, getting that picture on the inside. And he told Joshua is important here that you start meditating day and night, getting that picture on the inside of you being a winner, you overcoming, you you get you taking the land. You you got to get that picture on the inside of you, amen. See yourself sitting there in that land. See yourself walking through that land. See yourself doing those things that God's called you to do. Start seeing it. Just sometimes you need to just take a little time and rest, amen. Take some time and just sit there. You know, I remember a, a story of another minister. He's talking about how he uh, he's he went over and he looked at. Uh, he went and sat and looked at or you 
or yeah, Oral Roberts University and those great massive buildings. I used to live there, and uh, those beautiful buildings that uh, Oral, Oral Roberts built there, you know. And he rented a hotel, just sat there, opened the curtains, and just looked at those buildings, you know, taking the time to get the vision in him, you know, taking a little rest and just looking at those buildings, seeing what God can do if you you'll use your faith, Amen getting the picture on the inside of you, taking the time to do that. Amen. You know, if you can see it, you can have it, but you got to take the time and put the picture on, on the inside of you. Creflo Dollar said it like this. He said, there had been nothing I couldn't get when I got the picture on the inside. Think about that. You know, Creflo Dollar's done some wonderful things, praise the Lord. And God's used him to build that massive dome, you know, there in College Park in Georgia. And you think about that, you know, he got the picture on the inside of him to do that. You know, he said he couldn't do anything without getting the picture on the inside first. Amen. And you need to be developing that picture every day of God overflowing you this year. Amen. You got to have that picture, you know, if you want that to happen in your life for him to overflow, overflow you this year, overflow in your life to do your, help you with your dreams and help you to have more than what you need this year in every area. You got to have a picture, amen, on the inside of you. God's given you the word, you know, he spoke it through the prophet and it's important that you're developing that picture on the inside. Of course, we got to develop other pictures on the inside of our, that we're trying to fulfill this year, but this is an important one, you know, he's wanting to overflow you this year in every area of your life and you have to see it, praise the Lord. Let's look over at John 10, 10 real quick, John 10, 10. And he says it like this in John 10, 10, he says, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. And I am come that I may have, that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. And, you know, that's interesting. You know, people don't realize that's what the enemy comes to do. You know, some people think, well, I'm serving Satan. Well, you're going to get stolen from. He's going to take everything you got. And, you know, it's not a good thing to serve the enemy, praise the Lord, you know, but if you serve God, he came to give you life and it more abundantly. Uh, wow. Think about that. He wants you to have an abundant life. John 10, 10, the Amplified says it like this. The thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and destroy, but I came that you might enjoy life and that you might have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Amen. Getting that picture about overflow. This is the way our God is. Amen. He's a God that likes you to overflow. Amen. In your life. He, he don't believe in you just having enough. <laughs> you know, because people get this picture. God just wants you to have just enough. You know, just just a little bit. Uh, he doesn't want you to have any more than that. You know, God's not, he's not one of those that likes to waste. You know, he's a God that likes you to have more than enough. You know, uh, but they don't see that. They don't see him doing more than enough in their lives. They just think he's a God that just, you know, he fills it up to the top and, you know, makes sure that there's nothing going over, <laughs> you know. But that's not the way God is. That's not his character. He's a God that loves to have more than enough in your life. Amen. He likes you to run over. Amen. He likes you to overflow. You think about Psalms in the 23rd chapter, you know, he says, my cup runneth over. Think about that. He said, my cup's sitting there and someone keeps pouring in it and pouring in it and pouring in it and pouring in it. And it's running off the table. It's running off onto the floor. It's going out the door. <laughs> 
that's your God. Amen. He's a God that he likes it when you overflow. He likes it when you have too much. He likes you to have more than enough. Amen. That's a good father. Amen. He wants you to have way more than what you need. He don't mind if it's running down the hallway and down the stairs. I'm upstairs right now going down the stairs, you know, into the living room. He, he don't mind. He likes it to overflow. That's the way God is. And that's why you need to think about him this year. He wants to overflow you. Amen. He wants you to have way more than what you need. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Turn to somebody. If you got somebody next to you and say, hey, he's going to overflow me this year. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. He wants to overflow you. John 10, 10, the Passion Translation says it like this. And I like the Passion Translation. If you haven't checked it out, you ought to check this out. It says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow. Think about that. God wants you to overflow. I like what it says there. He wants you to have everything in abundance. (laughs) Amen. He wants you to have everything in abundance, abundance of his presence, abundance of your stuff. He wants you to have abundance for your family. He wants you to have abundance in every area of your life. Amen. So you can be a blessing to someone else. You know, the more you have, the more of a blessing you can be. Amen. You know that Solomon was so rich that the, he, they had to throw the silver out. He had so much money that he could, they could actually just threw the silver out. <laughs> he had so much gold and wealth. He just, they just tossed the silver like it was just rocks. You know, and you think about that today, you know, when you got that much, you can be a blessing. Amen. And God wants to overflow you. Amen. Why would he do that for one person, not other? The Bible says that he's not a respecter of persons. God's not a respecter of persons. He don't want to just do it for one person. He wants to do it for every one of his people, praise the Lord. But you've got to see it. You have to see it with your spiritual eyes. Amen. What are you seeing today? What do you see in your spirit, praise the Lord? Do you see yourself just lowly, not accomplishing anything? Or do you see yourself accomplishing big things that God has for your life? God sees you totally different than what you see yourself. He sees you doing big things. He sees you accomplishing big dreams, praise the Lord. But it has to do with how you see yourself, praise the Lord. What are you seeing in your spirit today? It's important that you see it. This word uh, abundant is very interesting. If you look it up in the Strong's, it's called Parasoas. And it says, and it means that in the Strong's dictionary, it means abundant in quantity and superior in quantity i like this is the implication is excessive amen and he's excessive god's excessive he wants your life to be excessive amen and people don't like that when you probably say that you know excessive you know god's excessive well that's what this word means it means that he's excessive and he wants your life to be excessive with him amen. excessive in his presence excessive in stuff excessive in everything you need amen not just a little bit overflowing in what you need. Praise the Lord. He's an excessive God. Amen. He's excessive in every area of your life. If you'll let him be that way for you, he wants to overflow. That sounds like God, doesn't it? Excessive. Amen. I love that. Praise the Lord. He wants you to overflow this year, but that's who he is. That's his nature. That's what he wants to do in your life. Amen. That's the way God does things. He don't want you just to have a little bit. He wants you to have way more than what you need. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you getting the picture? Are you seeing it now that I'm talking about it? I'll give you some scripture. Are you seeing it in your spirit? He's excessive, and he wants you to overflow this year, praise the Lord. Turn over to Second uh, Kings, the fourth chapter, and we're going to look here real quick in this uh, chapter here, the fourth chapter, and then we're going to look at the first verse. It says, and we're talking about the widows, the widow woman with the oil here, and uh, let's read about that. The wife of a man from the uh, company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, well, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he is reverend of the Lord. 
revered you know that he revered the lord but now he's his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves so she's in a situation here she's she's uh, she's in debt she, you know she's uh, got she's way under one nostril above the water you know like what my minister said he had one nostril above the water at one point you know he's underneath but he's got one nostril and he's just trying to survive you know and there's a lot of people like that today they're so depressed that they're just barely hanging on they're 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 sad and they, they can't hardly keep up and some people overwhelmed with finances they're overwhelmed with troubles you know, and they're just one nostril from going under, you know, and you think about that today. Are you in that situation? Are you, are you like this little widow woman here? Well, God wants to be abundant and overflowing to you, praise the Lord. And he's coming to your house this year. And this is going to be a different year for you if you'll just see it today. Amen. See that God wants to change your life and overflow you this year and change your circumstances if you let him do it, praise the Lord. But anyway, she's talking about her, her situation. Elijah replied to her, Elisha replied to her, he says, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all. She, or she said, your servant has nothing there at all. She said, except a small jar of oil. <laughs> Amen. She had something, didn't she? She had something God could bless and work with, praise the Lord. And he has something in your house, too, that he can bless and work with if you let him. Amen. Let him do something in your house. Elisha said, go around and ask all the neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Now get this picture. Now, Elisha is saying to this woman, he's saying, you go out there and get as many jars as you possibly can. You know, I, I like that one person said, take out ads if you have to, you know, God's about to move you. You get the jars, whatever you got to do, go to the next town, go to go all drive as far as you can get as many jars as you possibly can. That's what God is. Amen. He, if he's going, bless your life you better start really preparing <laughs> start looking thinking big you know get as many jars as you possibly can so this lady's grabbing jars bringing as many you can imagine how full her house was with all the jars she had amen and they're trying to fill this house with jars and and uh, the prophet says, he says you go in there shut the door <laughs> and start pouring amen so she shuts the door and she's pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and pour can't uh, you think? Well, I'm gonna run out. No, pours another one. Said, man, was this thing ever in? Pours another one. Looks down there. He's like, man, a lot. Pours another one. Pours another one. Keeps pouring. Keeps pouring. Keeps pouring. Filling jars all over the place. Pouring. 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 And she looks at her son. We we need another jar, you know. And he he says, that's all we got, Mama. That's all the jars we got. Filled every one of the jars that they went and got from all the neighbors. You know, does that sound like an excessive God? Filled all the jars. Think about it. They're looking around, and this is dollar signs to them. This is money in their pocket, you know, to meet every need that they got, you know, sitting there. That's like having gold just sitting all around, you know. And she's got it all just sitting there all around her oil everywhere. You know, and God's wanting to do that with you this year. You know, he wants to increase you, and he wants to bless you, and he wants you to overflow, praise the Lord. And he, he wants to see you have more than what you need. He's He's excessive. <laughs> Amen. There's no other word, and except the Greek word here for abundant, he's excessive. Amen. He's an excessive God. He wants to be excessive in your life, and you need to let him be excessive in your life. Amen. He wants to do that. That's what he gets joy doing. Amen. That's what he sent his son to do in your life. And Jesus paid for that for you so that you could have an excessive life this year. Praise the Lord. Amen. And he wants to do that through you this year. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So the jar stopped and she looked around and she was able to pay all of her debts. 
Amen. So what does he want to pay off for you this year? What does he want to take care of for you this year? Amen. Think about that. He, he wants to take care of you, but you've got to let him do it. Amen. Let, think that way. See the picture on the inside. You've got to see that he's wanting to do that this year for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's look over at, uh, let's look over at John 6 real quick. John 6. Let's look over here at John 6 real quick. And uh, we're going to look at the uh, first verse. And look what he says here in John 6, the first verse. He says, After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, and he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him. And he saith unto them, Philip, whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? Now, I can just imagine he's peaceful about all this. <laughs> He knows the answer. The Bible even says in the sixth verse, it says, and, he, he, and this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. So he's asking them the question, you know, what are we going to do here? You know, and he's asking the question to you today, what are we going to do here? You know, he, he's saying, are you, are you going to let me overflow your life? Or are you going to sit there and look at the circumstances? And he's talking to these people here, and he's, he's, he's going to feed 5,000 people, you know, and he's asking them, how are we going to do this, you know? And they say, we have a lad here. <laughs> He's sitting there talking to them. He's, they said, we have a lad here. He's got his, uh, he's got his little crackers and cheese, you know, to feed all these people, 5,000 people, you know. And uh, it's powerful to think about, you know, but he, he's saying that, uh, that he's got a Lunchable <laughs> to work with. I don't know if you know what a Lunchable is, but it's a little crackers and cheese to meet all these people's needs, 5,000 people's needs, you know. And he, and he he may say that to you today. Maybe he just wants what little you have so he can make this overflow happen in your life today. Maybe he wants you to use that for something else, you know, and he's going to cause overflow to be in your life, praise the Lord, this this year. Maybe he already did that last year. Maybe he had you give last year, you know, but he's wanting to bring it into your life this year. Amen. And he, he says to him, well, let's, let's make this happen. And he sits there. And uh, he makes all the food be provided for all these people, 5,000 people, praise the Lord. Amen. They sit and it just keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. And then all of a sudden there's, there's, there's crackers and cheese everywhere, just laying everywhere, you know. And he still has a whole bunch. And it was overflowing so much they gave to the kid. And he goes home and says, Mama, look at all the crackers and cheese I have. <laughs> Think about that, you know. They had way more than what they needed, praise the Lord. And, and God took care of them. Amen. He had he went from a Lunchable to having like tons of Lunchables, you know, all around him, you know, because God took care of him and he overflowed. He didn't overflow just those people and they had more than what they needed. said they were full, you know. You think about it, you know, when God fed them, they were full, you know. It's like, man, my pants are tight, you know. My shirt's getting kind of heavier, you know, because God fills you up, you know, and overflows you. And they had more than what they needed. And the kid goes home and he has more than what he needs. You know, it comes to be a blessing to his family. They had so much that, that God was able to do, you know, because that's how God is. God's a God that's an overflowing God. He's a God that gives you more than what you need, you know. You know, we just think so much, so little about God. We think, well, he's just going to meet just a tiny bit of what we need, or he's just going to meet this bill, you know, or he's just going to meet this little need. No, that's not the way God is. He'll give you more than what you need so you can be a blessing to someone else. Amen. He took his Lunchable and he made a whole bunch of Lunchables. Praise the Lord. Amen. And he wants to do that in your life. Let's go over to Luke 638 real quick. I know I'm taking a little more time today, but I'm wanting you to get this vision in you for this year. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure. Press down, 
shaking together and running over. Amen. Because that's the way God is. He likes it to run over, praise the Lord, in your life. And he wants to do that for you this year. Amen. Maybe he's asking you for something. Maybe he just wants you to do something little, but he's going to make you run over. Do that thing. Amen. Do what he's wanting to do. He wants you to run over this year. That's the prophecy for this year. You run it over, praise the Lord, but you got to see it, praise the Lord. See it in your spirit. You get in the picture? Are you seeing it with your spirit? He wants it to be pushed down. You're on top of it. You know, you ever gotten in a trash can to push it down? You know, I remember we used to get in the box container, you know, in the back of the store, you know, because we were trying to fit more boxes into the box thing in the back of the store when I worked with this department store. And we'd crawl into the box thing. We'd start pushing it down, you know, stepping on it, you know, trying to get more in there, you know. And that's the way God is. He's pushing it down and he's stepping on it. Squishing it down and it's still, I mean, it's tight. Now it's running over even more. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because he wants it to run over in your life. Amen. And he wants you to have way more than what you need. He wants to get as much in there and it, it overflow. Amen. Because that's the way God is. He wants you to get in that picture. Are you seeing it today? Are you seeing it within your spirit today? He wants you to run over. Not, not your neighbor. Not the person next to you. He wants you to run over, praise the Lord, this year. Amen. You've got to see it within your spirit. Amen. And you say, well, I can see Charlie doing that. I can see Billy Bob doing that. Well, no, he's talking to you today. He wants you to run over today, but you've got to see it today. Amen. Luke 5, let's look over there at Luke 5 real quick. And the first verse still developing this picture. He says in the in the first verse, he said, it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. So these guys are washing their nets. They're done. They've done their job, didn't catch any fish. The third verse says, and he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust him out a little from the land, that he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, this is interesting, you know, because Simon, he's asking Simon Peter, he's like, can I use your boat? I mean, I got so many people here coming to listen to me, and I, can I use your boat? And, you know, if you give God something anything he's going to cause you to run over praise the lord amen you, you, you listen he said he's not mocked whatsoever you sow that shall you reap he, you're mocking him if you're saying well he's not he's not going to fulfill his law and he's not going to cause things to run over for you the bible says he gives that good measure pressed down shaken together running over why because you you're saying he's not going to take care of you if you do something for him amen and he what he's a god that always takes care of his people and he's faithful to run you over praise the lord simon just gave him this little boat <laughs> what's he asking you to give today what are you giving today? You're giving your time, your prayer time. What what are you doing that he can run over in your life? Think about that today. Simon just gave him his boat, and listen to what happened here with Simon. He says in the fourth verse is now when he left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And this is Jesus spoke to him. And Simon's already been working all day long. You know, he's he's already he's done all kinds of stuff that day. He's probably wore out and trying to fish. He didn't catch anything. So, you know, he tried all day probably trying to catch a fish, you know. And uh, he's he's at home and got the nets all put away and everything's all cleaned up, you know. And he's saying, go back out there, you know. And this crazy preacher jumped into his boat. <laughs> he's been preaching to all these people. But, you know, faith comes by hearing. And some of you are getting some faith right now, even when I'm talking to you. And Jesus was talking to these people. And Simon's faith was getting built. He was speaking to him and, and talking to him and teaching there in that boat to all these people, you know. And, he, and Simon got some faith. He said, oh, well, heck, yeah, I'll go back out there in my boat one more time. Give it one more shot. Yeah, well, he could have been like a lot of people today say, I'm too tired. 
I can't do this. I, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm tired. I've done all I can do today. You know, I'm fatigued, you know, but he said, if you just get out there, you're going to get blessed. Amen. And he got back into the boat. Amen. And maybe today he's trying to give you a harvest and run you over today. And you're, you're just saying, I, I've got, I've got to watch the, the fifth episode of, of friends right now. I don't have time to do that. No, you need to take the time and get out there and reap your harvest. Praise the Lord. Amen. Step out so he can overflow you. Praise the Lord. Amen. And he gets back in the boat and uh, they throw the net out there, you know, and uh, let's look at what happens here. This is pretty awesome. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all day night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, thy word I will let down the net. Thank goodness he went and did it. Amen. He's, he's like, we've done this all day, but I'll go do this one more time. Praise the Lord, because I've, I've gotten some faith now. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fish and their net broke. He's out there and He's throwing this net out there, and it's like it's just filling up and filling up and filling up. Now they're starting to hear things rip, <laughs> starting to hear things break. You know, like, man, you know, that's running over. That's excessive, isn't it? Praise the Lord. That's the way God is. Amen. And then he's, hey, wait a minute, friend. He calls over to another boat with his friends on it. He said, come over here, help me, help me. You know, and they come over in their boat, and, man, their boat starts to sink. The Bible says here in the seventh verse, it says, and they beckoned it to their partners, which were in the other ship, and they should come, and they helped them, and they came and filled both the ships. And so they began to sink. Think about that. That's excessive, isn't it? Both boats are full. They're overflowing, and they both begin to sink. Wow. You know, and God wants to do that for you today. Amen. He wants to make sure that you're having what you need. Is God not a net breaking, ship sinking, pressed down, shaken together, running over God? He wants to overflow you this year. Amen. He wants to do that for you. What are you seeing today? What, what's the picture you have on the inside today? Amen. I hope that we've developed that picture more today. That God wants to overflow you today, praise the Lord. You keep saying it this year. Don't disagree with God at all. Agree with him. It's going to be an overflowing year this year. Amen. Agree with him this year. You're going to overflow me this year. Amen. Every day if you can, get up and say, I'm going to be overflowing this year, praise the Lord. Amen. Don't depart from the vision. See it in your spirit. If you need to, get these scriptures, write them down, and see it this year, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy today. We thank you, Lord, you've been so good to us, and we just thank you, Lord, for being so wonderful to us this day. And, Father, we just ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit reach out to those that are listening today, Father. And as this is being replayed around the clock, Father, Lord, we ask that you touch those people, Father, that are hearing this and encourage them today, Father. Help them to see themselves overflowing this year. Help them to see themselves achieving the great things you have for them this year. Praise the Lord. And if there's someone here that doesn't know Jesus and you don't know him as your personal Savior, brother or sister, believe you me, he's coming soon. And you need to get him today in your heart. And you need to make him Lord of your life life today praise the lord amen i don't care what someone's told you or what you what you what your feelings are saying you need to listen to me he's coming soon very soon things are happening fast praise the lord so you want to make sure and get into his kingdom as quickly as possible and all you got to do is just accept him today bible says romans in the 10th chapter the ninth and 10th verse it says if you'll confess jesus as lord of your life and believe god has raised him from the dead 
you shall be saved. Praise the Lord. So just pray this with me. Father, I just believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead today. And I just ask for Jesus, for you to be Lord of my life today. Amen. And I just believe and I receive it right now in Jesus name. Jesus, help me follow you. Help me be have a relationship and walk with you today in Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Praise the Lord, Amen. Well, if you prayed that you've accepted Jesus into your life, you're no longer out there in the world. You're a part of the kingdom. You're part of our family. Praise the Lord, and uh, welcome to the family. Praise the Lord, and you're welcome. And if you'd like to, you can email us here at JeremiahSMinistries at yahoo.com, and we'd love to hear from you so that we can be a blessing to you and be a blessing to your life. Praise the Lord. Give us a holler. We love you. God bless you. I hope that you. Have a wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to JeremiahSmithMinistries.com. Thank you for listening.